Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is sponsored by Matt Rock, Murat Verdi, and Nicholas Payton. This is episode 340. Thanks to the Respect Sextet for the theme music to this show. They're online at respectsextet.com. You will also find their music available for purchase at respectsextet.bandcamp.com. And they've been on this show twice, by the way, so if you'd like to know more about the Respect Sextet and hear some of their music, check them out in the archives at thejazzsession.com. Thanks also to Dave Rabel, who designed the show's logo. He's online at twitter.com slash Dave Rabel, V-R-A-B-E-L. And thanks to All About Jazz for carrying the show. If you go to allaboutjazz.com and click, or not click on, well, yes, I guess, click on the search box and type in Jazz Session Widget, you can find a widget, not surprisingly, to put on your own website. And if you do that, please let me know, because I will mention you in my newsletter. This show marks the beginning, although there was kind of a trial run before, but the official beginning of a new partnership between the Jazz Session and Jazz DIY, which is a website and more dedicated to helping jazz musicians in the 21st century figure out how to have kind of productive and meaningful and, well, you know, hopefully sustainable careers. JazzDIY.com is where you'll find Jazz DIY's content. I've done a bunch of video interviews for Jazz DIY and written uh, a bunch of pieces over the last few months. And starting today, Jazz DIY and the Jazz Session are teaming up to present audio and video interviews that are companion pieces for one another. So the idea is on Jazz DIY's video interview, you'll hear much more of a I don't know if business-centered is the right word, but certainly an interview that focuses much more on the, the nuts and bolts and economics of being a jazz musician. And I think if you're in that field or if you're an independent artist of any kind, really, I think you'll find it uh, very enlightening. And then on the jazz session, you'll get what you normally get, which is an interview about the artist, their creative process, and the music. And so we're going to start off uh, – we did this once unintentionally when I interviewed Adam Schatz from Search and Restore for both the Jazz Session and Jazz DIY at round about the same time, and they ran, I think, during the same week. And if you go into the archives and look for Adam Schatz at the Jazz Session, you'll find a link to the Jazz DIY interview. But now it's official, and we're starting today with a person who is really at the heart of the the DIY uh, ethos. Is that a word? Sure it is. And also just one of the the most fun human beings you can hang out with. His name is Matt Wilson. He's been on the show before, but it's been a long time, an embarrassingly long time, actually. I think he's put out about 27 albums in the years since he was first on the jazz session. Uh, and he's got a new one out now. We're going to hear some music from that. It's called An Attitude for Gratitude. And uh, we'll hear a track from that, and then we'll hear my interview with Matt Wilson. And please don't forget to go to jazzdiy.com and watch Matt's video interview. And if you can't remember that because you're on the road or jogging or doing whatever you do while you listen to this show, just go to thejazzsession.com when you have a free moment, and you'll find a link directly to that Jazz DIY interview in the show notes for this episode. Okay, so here's a track from Matt Wilson and his band Arts and Crafts and their new CD, An Attitude for Gratitude, and then we'll hear my conversation with Matt.
My guest is Matt Wilson. His new CD with Arts and Crafts is called An Attitude for Gratitude. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being back. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. Uh, so this is a, a, in some degree, a companion piece, uh, to an interview on Jazz DIY. So I encourage folks to go to jazzdiy.com and there's an interview kind of about the business side of your life. And we're going to talk about the, more about the artistic side and about the band Arts and Crafts, which, uh, is, I, th- I think has already passed its decade anniversary. Is that, is that? Yeah. Right? We, um, I, I gathered the cats, um, in October of 2000. Uh, matter of fact, we made we we made this record, the first Arts and Crafts record, um, uh, two days after I found out that we were going to have triplets, and I couldn't tell anybody. Wow. So there's some there's some uh, history when I when I hear that record. It doesn't feel like it because it's so relaxed feeling, but um, yeah, we rehearsed uh, the week prior. And we recorded that record on a Monday or Tuesday, I believe. So yeah, maybe a couple of days after that, and. Um, after we found out, we found out on a Saturday. I was playing with Dewey at Sweet Basil's. I remember that week. So we found out we, when we found out officially that that's what was going down, and uh, terrified. I was terrified. But in the, ten years later, it's ended up being a beautiful thing. Almost yeah. eleven years later, and uh, but I gathered. Um, uh, at first, I, I knew I, Dennis Irwin was in in there uh, right off the back. I knew I wanted to have Dennis in a band, and. Um, and I want to do something different than my other palmetto things. So I wanted to have trumpet. So I played with Terrell earlier that year at the IAJE conference in New Orleans with Peggy Stern. And within two notes or with even one note, I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it just felt, I mean, you get a, there's something about your relationship, how you off, welcome sound and offer sound with somebody. And I just felt like the trumpet was coming up through the drums and the right sound. I was like, wow, this guy's great. And his vibe was really fun. And then, um, Larry Golding's, Larry was, uh, I've been friends with for years and he plays on, he played on my very first record, um, uh, As Wave Follows Wave in 96. So I knew that he would be great for this. Just, and it was strictly piano on the first record. And so we made that record and, uh, and we've been doing this ever since, you know, you know, like Larry's moved to the West Coast and is busy with James Taylor and all the other stars of music. <laughs> and, um, but we, he's like, for example, he's playing with us, uh, a gig in, in February, uh, something for Gary. I, again, that's why any of my bands, you're always in the band. So, and, uh, and Dennis, unfortunately, has passed away in, 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 in 2008, but, you know, um, uh, Martin Wind is playing, and he's the only person ever to sub on the bass, actually, in that band. So he's the, he's the guy. Nice. And uh, that leaves one other person to mention, your current organ and piano player. Oh, yeah, player. that dude. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, a couple years ago. I don't want ago, him calling me. That's all I'm saying. No, no, uh, he can. He's a, I don't really like him, but we have him in the band anyway. Um, no, he's probably one of the busiest people in show business right now, too. His name is uh, Gary Versace. Gary Versace, or I say Versace. <laughs> Uh, and I think on this new record, he, it, it, this may be, uh, a guy can kind of owns this record, I think. I mean, he's just unbelievable on it and, um, in everything that he does. But he, we, we, he was out playing with us and when it was time to make, uh, the scenic route, I was like, I called Larry. I said, well, I have all these dates. He goes, well, I'm going to be busy with James. And he says, why don't you just have Gary do it? You know, and it was really nice. I actually introduced Larry to Gary. And then that's how Gary got the gig with Schofield doing the Ray Charles stuff. So, you know, it's a nice thing how that all those things kind of come around. And yeah. then, I, and I love doing, and I play with, I played this, uh, great, one of my favorite records, uh, top, top 20 
albums I've done as a side person, even top 10 is one of Larry's uh, called Quartet oh, yeah. with uh, John Schneider and myself and Ben Allison. And when we played that band live, it was always really fun. Larry Golding, he was great, but Gary, they're both great. So it's nice to have, they're both bringing a different approach, but Gary's been a great energy for me to have around and, and he's, he's goofy and him and Terrell together are a laugh a second. I mean, it's unbelievable. So we have a good time. Obviously, I'm a, a huge fan of everything you do. But one thing I really love about arts and crafts, and, and in particular, on, I was noticing it listening to this record, is that everything seems to fit under the umbrella of this band. I mean, there's moments on here, like the, um, the tune that Terrell plays on a company, There's No You, mm-hmm. which I, I know is a tune that Dennis used to sometimes sing with the band. Yeah, I mean, great. that is just this completely stark, gorgeous, only trumpet thing. And then there's these, you know, there's like the uh, the Nat Adderley tune, which I I'm gonna forget the name of if I don't look, Little Boy with the Sad Eyes, uh, which I used to listen to a million times on that, uh, I think, Radio Nights oh, album. that they I mean, One of the great Swing albums dick, of all right? time. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> And and then it ends with this just like rip out your intestines version of Bridge Over Troubled Water, which just kind of comes out of nowhere. This gorgeous like piano trio thing, and it, but it doesn't sound like three different bands playing all that stuff. It just seems like Arts and Crafts has a feeling, has a personality into which almost anything can yeah. come. Wow. Well, thank you. I mean, it's kind of been the goal. You know, it's funny. Uh, um, Jeff left Jeff Letter, my good buddy, in the quartet and other projects. He was listening. He goes, man. There's no there's no difference between any of these bands now. It's all everything, and so that's what's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it, when I first started Arts and Crafts, it was meant to be maybe more of a I hate these words, but straight ahead or whatever kind of thing. But now this one has become everything, you know, to me. And so I find that uh, yeah, I like I like to the challenges too. You you throw something at somebody and you see uh, okay, what are we going to do with this, you know? And and uh, and and we that the only time we played Bridge Over Troubled Water was that take. The only take that that was the only take of of uh, Terrell playing. There's no you. Um, there's other things on there that we just worked on that day. So Poster Boy was brand new that day. We had been playing Little Boy with the Sad Eyes and Cruise Blues and Bubbles, but all the other stuff was brand new that day. No outerwear was brand new, and and so uh, yeah, it's fun to, to to sort of really mix it up in there. <laughs> 
And this is probably an obvious question, but I assume you're at the point with these musicians where you're comfortable walking into the studio and just finding out, like saying, let's see what happens if we play this. Oh, totally. Totally. And, 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 and they're brave enough. I mean, they're very courageous and, and they're not afraid to be um, vulnerable. I mean, that's to me, is, there's a couple fascinating things about this record to me, as a, just as proud of it as a parent of the record, I think. I like to say that is that wow Terrell just his just his different um, approaches to each tune and how he but he still sounds like Terrell but he, he's not fitting he's not doing a bag he's not saying oh I'm doing this or that but he just how he is really malleable with everything on this is really great and Martin is so swinging and so adaptable that yeah it all it's become a really nice family you know sonic family out there you know it's nice to have it be together and 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 I like that word vulnerable. Nobody's afraid to be, um, to open it up and stick, to put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of a better term. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like step in it a little bit or not, or, you know, whatever. Be really, okay, we're going for it. So I think that's really good. In between, uh, we, we recorded both the Jazz DIY and this interview on the same day, and in between you did a third interview, and I, I heard you say to the guy that uh, the, something about just play the song and it'll be okay. That strikes me as something that kind of runs through this record, and in fact a lot of what you do, that idea that it's okay for the songs to be songs. If they're pretty, they can be pretty. If they're swinging, they can be swinging. They can be what they are. Totally. If the song, yeah, the song is really, I mean, these are, I mean, to me, this is a nice collection of songs, and I'm a song collector, you know, like, oh, that... I always say, oh, I, you know, I, when I first heard Little Boy with the Sad Eyes years ago, I think on the live with Capitol Records when I, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm going to record that tune something. It's just something about that tune. And I remember when Dave Douglas recorded it on, um, with uh, the string, with not the string group, but the Thousand Evenings mm-hmm. group with uh, Guy and Mark Feldman and uh, Cohen, Great Cohen. And it was a really beautiful version. It's like, oh man, I really like that tune. I want to record it. And then Teen Town, something like that. I was like, wow, I've always really dug that tune. I thought it'd be fun to kind of, you know, visit that in an arts and crafts kind of way, and I, which I think we did. And, and, and Bridge Over just, Troubled Water is really inspired by the Johnny Cash version on uh, yeah, oh, on absolutely. American, American. And even just looking at the, I mean, 
it goes from uh, no outerwear, which is a, a, a contrafactive out yeah. of nowhere, right? Yeah. Into into Teen Town, into yeah. an unaccompanied "There's No You." I mean, yeah. it's it's just this, but it all it, it all works. works. The songs can just be songs. And, and yeah, and John's together. tune, you know, John Schofield's tune. You bet. I mean, I played that in, in uh, the group with Levano and Schofield, and I, I just love the tune to, to play. I mean, there's just certain things that you, you just love playing them. They just welcome so much. So every time we play it, you know, and we did we we didn't. We had played that on the road, but with Michael Rodriguez, not with Terrell. So that was actually the first time that Terrell played played that tune for us. That was that day. But I'm really proud of that, too. I mean, the feel on that one is really, really splendid. Yeah, I think it's a nice collection. I think it, I think it works. I think the vibe of it there is pretty nice. To whatever degree you you want to tell me about the title and, and where it comes well from. you know it's been a rough year. My wife was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, Felisa was diagnosed with leukemia in October of 2010. It was in the hospital for a month, and then you know was in remission, and then had to go back in for a little bit more of chemo. And then she was we were very fortunate to have a bone marrow donor um, uh, match, so she had a bone marrow transplant on March 15th of 2011. And so she's doing pretty well. She's doing really well. She's going back to teach here at the end of the month and everything like that. So we've had a, we have a lot to be grateful for. I mean, uh, I think everybody in life does, but when you go through something like that, it, you know, uh, little problems in the world of jazz and whatever, it take a little bit of a back seat. <laughs> so I've always, I've always really enjoyed, I've always enjoyed the uh, sanctuary of the bandstand a lot and respected the sanctuary of the bandstand a lot. But now I really enjoy it. Like I couldn't, I remember when we were going through all this, I could not wait to get to the bandstand because it was a place that I could escape to, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and not escape, but, but, but be, I guess that's a better, a good word, but also be, be energized, you know, and, and, and be there with the cats that, that I know that, that I really love and really love me. So, uh, 
I mean, not love me as a player. Who cares about that? Love me as a person, I think. And I feel that energy. So I, 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 I that was important. And, and this, you know, I, I, these are some of the first people I called when this was going down. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, Martin was one of the first, I called him right when I found out. I said, well, dude, what am I going to do in life? You know, I mean, what is, you know, and these people have been there for me. They all have, you know, in, in all my projects and all yeah. my community and John and Joe Lovano and, and everybody. So it's, it's, it's taken on a whole new, I don't want it to sound cliche because it's like, oh, yeah, you find out things. I mean, but you do find out that, wow, people are really there for you, you know. Uh, talking about gratitude, there's uh, uh, you've done stuff related to Carl Sandburg before, and there's a tune on here called Bubbles. And I, I printed it out. I'm just going to spring it on you, but I wonder if it's a, a short poem by Sandberg. Could I get you to, to read it? Oh, me? sure. I don't even need to read it. Oh, okay. Um, two bubbles found they had rainbows on their curves. They flickered out saying, it was worth being a bubble just to have held that rainbow for 30 seconds. That seems like it's all about, all about gratitude and all about that. What you were talking about, I think, in the Jazzy Awa interview about being present and understanding where you are. And yeah, I believe so. I actually the student was de- is dedicated to Felice on the record, but it's also uh, was sort of inspired by my what my good friend and colleague Andrew D'Angelo went through too with his bout with uh, brain cancer and the tumor and everything like that. Which was I was kind of going through um, his predicament and Dennis's at the same time I had two band members you know two different bands two different guys in two different bands having these pretty intense problems and I read this poem one day and I was like wow this kind of you know we gotta we gotta always be flick happy with you know hold on to what we have too and be grateful for that so it's it's been a good philosophy uh, for me I, and I do read it every I do read it quite often or I say it to myself quite often <laughs> try to remind yourself that yeah it's nice you know it's nice to hold that bubble you know yeah in addition to uh, to arts and crafts, you also have the quartet, which is celebrating at least fifteen years. Fifteen I think. Is years that right? in April, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Fifteen years in April, and and, I'm really excited about that. And uh, can you just give us a, an idea of what's coming up uh, from the quartet on that side? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of stuff with the quartet with string quartet. My mm. wife plays in that, 
and that's a lot of fun. She's actually playing with me this weekend as uh, uh, part of the Winter Jazz Fest with that. And we did Newport, and we did Litchfield last summer. Matter of fact, our first gig uh, after having the transplant, and really being out in public all that much, was that gig August in August. So that was a real uh, lift for her and lift for all of us to have her be there. Um, so that project, and it, I want to record with with that band coming up. That's with with Kurt Konefke and Jeff Letter and Chris Lightcap. But we're going to do a 15th anniversary of that band at um, at Smalls in April. Joel Fromm with Joel and Andrew. So it'll be nice. And and we're going to try to do a uh, a Skype uh, uh, performance uh, from uh, Yosuke Inoue in Japan. <laughs> so we'll play a tune in and have it on a screen and let him solo. And then you know, so <laughs> got to have Yosuke there. And um and so and, and then I I started a couple new projects last year when I was uh, curating the um the fifty second street series at the Tribeca. So that was what that was called Topsy Turvy, one one of them, which was basically the quartet with uh, additional folks, uh Vijay Iyer, Mary Halverson, um Curtis Folks and Tia Fuller. So I have that book now and that's really fun. And then I did a monk project we called multi-monk which was with uh, ray drummond uh my good buddy frank kimbrough and uh, the great scott robinson and playing all kinds of things you know from barry to theremin to whatever i could bring <laughs> and it was great to have a, a project with ray because i've enjoyed playing with ray drummond over the years and I, I admire him so much as a person and as the spirit of this music so it was really special for all of us so i think we're going to try to do something in the fall with that for um for monk's 95th birthday so that'll be fun, and uh, Arts and Crafts is really busy this year, and, and and with a lot of tour dates, we'll be at Dizzy's Club Coca-Cola um, at Jazz Lincoln Center February 28th through March 4th for a week, and then we're all over the place. You know, we're out, out and about a lot, doing a lot of educational stuff also, so it'll be a lot of fun. And um, and I have a, a new project we've been starting with, a cooperative, uh, that, uh, well, two of them that I'm really fond of, one of which is has a new record out too, a Trio M with a... Myra Melford and Mark Dresser, who I just adore. And I think this new record is something else. It's called um, uh, The Guest House. And uh, I'm really, I'm really very into that record. And, uh, and those two people, uh, uh, it's, it's a different situation. When we first started out, it's a really different situation for me, even community wise. I mean, their world is, I'm more of a jazz, jazz person, you know? So, but we're, I love it. I love being around them. I love the music. I love what comes around. I love their spirit. And this new record, I think, is that their new record is really, really nice. And then a new, uh, we just recorded a new, another trio project with um, uh, myself. It was kind of spearheaded by Kirk Konefke, but we, with Kirk and Mary Halverson and myself called Sifter. We're playing this weekend at Winterfest too. And uh, I'm really proud. That record came out really nice. It's really um, something really different also, I think. Very, very fun. And, um, and in February also, I, I, uh, I produced a record for, um, which I need to get you a copy of, uh, um, a children's jazz record for Jazz and Lincoln Center called Weebop. And it features 16 different musicians. And we play a lot of different kinds of music. We have, it has Jeff Letterer's pr primary personality. He's helped co-produce along with Samantha Samuels from Jazz and Lincoln Center. But, um, it's it, Marcus Printup and Vincent Gardner and, uh, and uh, Martin Wind and uh, um, uh, Doug Wombles on it is great, oh, wow. amazing on it. Um, Gary Versace plays some toy piano on it. Bob Stewart's on it. Uh, Candido is on it. Matter of fact, there's a cut of Manteca on there where 
it's a Candido, myself, and a young percussionist named uh, uh, Max Castro, who I met at a camp I was teaching last summer. He's 13 years old. So we play Manteca. He's 13. I was 46 at the time, and Candido's 90. <laughs> And it's great. That's fantastic. We do, uh, uh, Miles Griffith is on there. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great. It's really, there's a list of folks go on and on, but it's, it's a fantastic family jazz record. I think it, it's kind of like one of those projects where it's kind of like a great episode of Sesame Street or Arthur or something like that, where kids watch it and really are into it, but adults go, wow, this is really great. Yeah. And I think they'll find it. We do a, a really great, uh, we call it free jazz adventure medley with Jeff playing alto and Marcus and uh and martin and myself where we do free by arnett coleman into itsy bitsy spider into infant happiness by don cherry into bingo <laughs> but you know, my son, one ever. of my sons sings the blues on it there's a lot of kids singing on the backgrounds but it's not it's not a cutesy record it's really it's it's it has a vibe Char, uh charmaine wade sings uh it's a wonderful world on it um oh man it's deep it's a deep really deep record i it, it's it's got a vibe, and it really seems to speak to that. Everything is everything that you were talking about with you know with these bands. Or I think it was Jeff who, who had that line. Yeah, but the, the idea that it all it all fits in. It all fits in, you know. To me, so that's why something like arts and crafts. I I try to you know it gives me the opportunity too with these kinds of players. You can do this, you know, not only with their abilities with any of these people I've just listed, but with arts and crafts as a unit, as a band, or the quartet. You know, but arts and crafts specifically, you can go, wow, well, let's do this too. Let's do something that's like poster boy. That's a little more challenging and, you know, whatever. And then, then, and then something like Teen Town that is a challenge and then something that's completely wide open, like stolen time or play, play, um, a folk song or whatever. And, and there's never a question. There's never a, of like what or they just do it. You know, and they mm. do it and they really give it up. That's what I was talking about earlier in that thing is presence. There's so much presence there and there's so much respect and trust that to me, that's really what it's all about too, is that respect and trust. So if you just, if you, if you display that trust and, 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 and offer it, but also receive it, you know, receive that, those gifts from those people. That's what these guys are really good at. They receive the energy from some people, you know, have a hard time receiving it, but these guys receive everything that's going on around them. That's why, that's why I just did. I did an interview talking about Terrell for, uh, for something. He, uh, he was focused in on jazz times education issue. I said, what I love about Terrell is that he's completely aware of the whole acreage of the bandstand. It's not like he's not in his own little trumpet stance. You know, he knows exactly what's going on all around him. Like his acreage awareness is great. Joe Lovano is the same way. Like he knows what's going on like all the time, you know? So, these guys have been, you know, pretty, pretty amazing. That And, and somebody like, like I said, Martin, these guys are really close friends. You know, Martin is, and I are really close friends. We play with a lot of different people and I have, you know, he's a trusting, you know, person to have on with the bass for nice time melodies and everything like that. And his contribution, his tune on there is just, you know, it's one of those songs we always say, damn, I wish I would have written that one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those, you could just, that's why I say, you know, it's a, it's a good date night song, you know? And I like romantic, so there's three ballads on this record. You know, it's not a, uh, it's not a total uh, bombastic affair. You know.
I guess it was the summer at uh, Undead Jazz Fest, I had one of the more unique musical experiences I've had, which is to see you do uh, a solo performance on the drum set in a skate park lit by... I can't remember at that point it, there was one light bulb still or if they had just gone to the candles. And at at one point, I can't remember what tune it was, but you started playing maybe like a some 70s soul tune and you started singing it. Yeah. And the, then the crowd started singing also. And I thought like this to me is what music is about for me. It's not because that – I mean chops and everything are cool and it's great and technical ability can help f- further the music along. But that was just about at that moment – one person communicating the music that was going through their body to all of the other people in this dark room who then just started feeding it back. And it was one of those moments. It's like, oh, okay, this is what we do. Yeah, it was all me there. Yeah, that's right. Pretty deep. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, again, there we were, it's, it's, it's the inclusiveness and it's the welcoming part of it. You know, I, to me, it's a cycle. It's just, you know, you, you, you put out and you welcome it back and you put out and you welcome it back and if you're sometimes you know you can put out and you don't get a lot back so sometimes you know you have to kind of rely on the reflection a little bit you know there's those nights like that like wow you get off the stage you're like wow tough crowd you know like the Rodney Dangerfield you know and then other nights you know just how you walk out and people you know you can tell that everybody's comfortable and, and sometimes it may take a while. Like with the Christmas tree, we were just out a whole bunch. There's another project that's really fun. We only work, you know, 30 days a year, but right. uh, if we get that. <laughs> but we, you know, we, it takes people a second to be disarmed a little bit about what maybe is going to go on, you know. And so once they, they're, they're totally with us. I mean, we had some great, we did six or seven great gigs with that in the last, you know, around the holidays. Um, but there was one where it took them a little bit to, to feel like, is this all right? Is it all right for us to have fun here? That's, I think that's sometimes what has happened with, with the music. Is it all right for us to start singing here? Is it all right to, for us to dance here? Is it all right for us to, to cheer here? Is it all right for us to laugh or cry or whatever here? The answer is yes. It should be. You should, when you go to one of these performances, that's what I've tried doing. I go to something like, or even be there. It's like, wow, you can totally let that be. And man, we all we all have our little guards we put up, but I've been noticing lately the more that you take them down, it's it's it just makes life a hell of a lot more nice, you know. Yeah, the uh, that idea of is it okay to you know to have fun? I mean, it seems like um, yes, there's a part of it that's a guard put up by the audience, but I think there's also a part of it that's a guard put up by the musicians. Like, is it okay to really be who I am? on stage and it yeah. seems like that's something that you've worked hard to maybe you never had it but in any case ever since i've been seeing you that you've worked hard to break through and to just be who you are on yeah the i stage. think you know um tim Higgs and i talked about this once a great trumpet player and he he wrote about i wrote these liner notes for this mark masters record that um they did the music of uh it was supposed to feature dewey they had dewey on the record as west coast band but as after dewey passed so oliver lake played it's a really beautiful record and in the notes um Tim wrote a little bit. He said, you know, we need more characters in jazz. And we did. We had Monk was a character. Dizzy is a character. You know, uh, and so I, I think that's a positive word. I don't think that's a negative word. I don't think it's a cartoon. I don't think it's a, characters. Joe Lovano is a character. Jimmy Heath's a character. Roy Haynes is a character. Larger than life. You yeah. Know, a character. Elvin Jones was the presence that you felt when you saw Elvin Jones, even in a hotel lobby. You felt something, you know, that there was a vibe there. So... I think when people disarm and, and, are, and they get comfortable, I think when they get comfortable with themselves enough, 
of what they're doing that that becomes like, and there's oh man there I could I don't mean to leave anybody out I could list characters for the rest of the day right <laughs> but I mean John Zorn's a character Tim Burns a character you know um uh, uh, Jeff Tane Watts is a great character you know what yeah. I mean. Branford, I, Winston, I mean, all these people. Nicholas Payton is a character. That's why I kind of dig there's a character thing going on right now. Okay, he's I, I kind of interested in this whole thing, you know? Like, there's – so I, I, I like it. You know, it's, wow, it's getting back to, like, people not being uh, uh, so wrapped up in it that, that they can't be vulnerable. To me, I think that – John Hollenbeck and I talked about that once about what we feel as a performance is where – or something where you, you, know, you, you felt like that people – we're, we're vulnerable, vulnerable. Sorry, uh, emotionally and even just with how they play, you know, not a, mistakes or whatever. Let you know, wow, just go for it, you know, and, and see what happens. So yeah. I, I like that when it's something's too too good. I get I don't I don't feel it as much. Yeah. I like when something has some rough edges. I think it was just yesterday or the day before I was showing uh, this 22-year-old friend who'd never heard of Roy Haynes uh, a video of Roy from recently, you know, where he – first he was talking and then he then it was a video of him playing. And he was talking, you know, dressed as he always is, super cool with the wraparounds and this cowboy hat. And then he – you know, out on stage just dressed, you know, to the nines, looking amazing and playing amazing. And this person had never heard of Roy Haynes was totally wrapped up in it. And then I said, oh, and by the way, this guy is more than 60 years older than you are yeah. and this is still what he's doing and it yeah. was like this revelatory moment and I think that that speaks to what you're talking about I mean people who just not only is the music completely together but there's this larger than life like it just reaches out and grabs you element yeah there's a lot of there, you know there's a it, I don't think it you know I, I I don't buy it I don't think it's experience either I think it's just being it's courage you know yeah. Tony Williams was that way you know, when somebody 18, like Sam Rivers right. gave him the opportunity to like be whatever he was at some point, and he had that kind of courage. And then Miles and whoever, you know, it's there in people. And I think we just, I think we get part of it is I think you know we don't get a chance to play as much. You know, sometimes you know, like maybe the bands got to play more, so they had a chance to be more. Luckily, you know, um, I get to play a lot, so I, not gonna, I'm not going to be fortunate about that. Um, that I that. 
that I just go for it. Mm. And, and I like, I, I like to, uh, you know, we, we have, we have, we all have things that, that, that bug us and we all have things that may bring us down and whatever. But man, I know that once I know I'm at bandstand with, with people that I love and trust like that, that man, they're going to take it to where it's going to, all of us are going to go, you know, and, and, and I think if, if they, if people see a band doing that, they know, they can tell, they can, they don't know whether you're playing free or, or whether you're playing over changes or whether the tune is really hard or whether the tune is not that hard or whatever, but they can know, they know when something's going down. I mean, they can tell, I mean, they can tell, wow, this, there's something here and they can also know when it's, they, it's kind of fake, I think. Mm. So I try to try to get away from dishonesty. Uh, and whatever, and we all go through streaks that you try something, or you think a little too much about something, or you try to over conceive something, or you know, there's, we all go through. I think it's always a learning experience. You, you, sometimes you you take eight steps forward and maybe a f- three steps back in this regard. You know, in, in any sort of if, we, if you didn't do that in some sort of creative creative uh, venture, then I don't think you'd really be learning. So you always feel you ah okay fail okay. Um, I like uh, my buddy Stefan Harris said something that was great in it, something recently that I master class or appointed. So, you know, mistakes are opportunities. You know, I love that. You know, when you're around people that, that can, uh, you don't go, oh, geez. Like, oh, wow, what, something happened. Well, we'll go with that and see what happens. That's what this music is great because yeah. we can take advantage of that. Uh, to uh, to come back to arts and crafts for a minute, uh, you just mentioned Tim Higgins, who was on the show recently, and he was talking about the special relationship between himself, he's a trumpeter, and the drummer in his quartet, and uh, how much he relies on the drums to kind of be who he is as a trumpeter. And so I wondered, you said when you first heard uh, Terrell play that within a note, you knew there was something there. I thought maybe you could just talk a little bit more about that, about what it is between the two of you. Yeah, um... I don't know. I mean, Terrell has, I mean, I've done a lot of things with Terrell, uh, playing wise, and I've done a lot of teaching and I've done a lot of just hanging, you know? So, uh, <laughs> this is a great story about Terrell. We were coming back from an IAJE conference one time and, uh, and, uh, Felicia, my wife got to go to this conference. She was, it was here in New York. So her school center, you know, like she's a string teacher, but they said, Oh, well, they, they paid for her to go. She came in with me every day. We had a blast, you know, we were there all day. So we're driving home when I'm on the LIE. I remember we're stuck in traffic. I said, okay, okay, honey. So you, you, you gave, there's a lot of hugging and kissing going on today. I said, who is your, come on, who is your favorite person? She says, oh, hands down, Terrell. Cause he goes, cause you know, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, so that's the great thing about Terrell. You know, it's real. No matter what's going on, you know, like, you know, it's real. So I think for me, it's just that, that there's so much sound there to get to, 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 to Velcro to. You know, his, his, I call them Velcro ideas. You can, you put your sound out there and you, you want it to, you, you want it to be part of this whole recipe. And it's, he's so easy to be part of the soup with, you know, all these guys. I mean, Gary too. I mean, Gary, they're ultimate accompanist. I mean, to me, that to me, how someone solos, uh, uh, they're going to solo great if they're great accompanist, if they're great, if they can play a melody really well, they're going to solo great. So, you know what I mean? That, uh, you know, all that right. anymore. I mean, I like that too. But to me, to me, when they can really play, again, they're always playing the song. And I, and I, and I guess getting back to what we talked about earlier, each of these songs, I think, there's no way they can, anybody can do a bag per se on any of the whole record because each song is different, but it works together. And I think that's what Terrell does. There's something about the feeling though of playing a beat with that cat that is pretty, pretty darn fun. I mean, that's why he gets hired a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, that's why it feels so good, I think, for people to play with him. And his spirit, like I said, his awareness on the bandstand, you know, he stands right by the drums a lot. You know, he stands right by me. You know, I, when I teach, uh, uh, I'll say to a young drummer, I'll say, you know, if you were, if, if Terrell Stafford was here listening to you play, if he, he, if he would just play, he would stand right here and watch you play. And I say, why do you think he's going to watch, watch you play? And the kid will go, well, I, I don't know. And I say, because he wants to see that beat. Because I said, when he's in front of you, he doesn't see that. So he told me one day, he has a whole memory of how different people's ride symbols look. So he knows how they sound, but he can't see it. So he wants, he has it. And so he says, man, he has mine. He has Dana Halls. He has Lewis Nash. He has Jimmy Cobbs. He has Jeff Hamilton's. The list goes on. He has this sort of video that he, so he can hear the sound and see it at the same time. Wow, that's pretty cool way yeah. of, of people having that. Then people go like, "Wow!" So people are checking this out. You know, people are checking out. So when you're playing that symbol, you know, you got to give it up. And so I think our our mutual admiration of the ride symbol beat is part of our you know part of our uh, and I think part of our mutual love society. And I think also too because I've challenged him in different ways that he had never had anybody do. For example, I was telling this story this morning um, when. Uh, when we did the very first Arts and Crafts record, there's a tune on there called Final Answer, which is, it's just this little melody. Dee-doo, 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 dee-doo. Boop, 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 beep, boop, Drums, 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 drums. Be-doo, 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 be-doo. Boop, 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 beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, Swing, open, free bop. Never done anything like that before. He never played on a tune at that point where, uh, where he, where there were no changes. There wasn't a form. So he, he he tells it in workshops. He goes, I, I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I've been playing all the, you know, doing all this stuff. I'd never done something like this. So he said, Wow, it forced him. And he, when he does this, he, it, he doesn't sound like anybody else doing that. So like on Bubbles on here, he doesn't sound like anybody else in the in the in the in the family tree of trumpet players that play over that. You know, he's checked out that stuff, but he doesn't. He, he comes at it in such a different way that it's so fresh. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, he's awesome. You uh, you mentioned in one of these interviews, I can't even remember anymore now, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that in the course of this year, you've played with everyone from, you know, done everything from producing this Weebop record to playing Free with John Zorn. And I wonder if in the, is there some core musical Matt Wilson or is there just a core human being Matt Wilson. And so the musical part isn't quite, you know, there's not like something I have to play to let people know it's me. It's just, I have to be me. I, have to be, I think will... it's that I, I, I like to use the word allow. That's my favorite word. Mm. I like to be the allower. So if, if, if whatever you do to allow the music to happen, to, to, to let it be and to feel have people feel comfortable, that's kind of my philosophy. And so 
you know, it, whether it's it's playing, you know, a shuffle that I do my best to have be as swing as possible or to play as beautiful on a ballad as possible or to play chaos and noise. If that's what it's calling for, then I'm, you know. And so I feel like that that that, um, that if you're you and you work on all this stuff, too, you know, there's always challenges. Sometimes you get to some new music and you're like, wow, I've got to I've got to work on this. I've got to check this out. And it's a really nice educational uh, part of it, too, to grow and learn. But um, yeah, I, I think it's. I hopefully I I I I think that that you they you want I want to be there because a I'm a nice guy and b I can make people feel comfortable about being there. So no matter what's going on, they'll know. And comfortable means that I do my job on the drums. You know, I mean that I can if I have to read something, I can read. If I have to, you know, I try to play nice time melodies for folks. I try to really play the song. Sometimes it's maybe just saying, hey. You know, this you sound really great, or hey, or maybe hey, what if we tried this? Maybe this will open it up in a completely different way. I don't try to make too many suggestions, but you know, all these kinds of different things. Sometimes it's really playing the business, you know, like really just putting it where it's supposed to be for that particular thing. And and I, I enjoy that a lot too. So I, I like all the different. I, again, I, I sort of thrive on all those challenges. I don't know. I don't know what it w- would be now. I I. I I know that there's a certain sound that I think that I have on the instrument, and and it's even changed a little bit in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. But I think I feel like now um, your influences and your and the things that you've listened to and the things that you've been around and the people that you've been around too. I mean that all lends itself to it too. So you know may totally change in certain different ways. But I feel like that that vibe has to be there the whole time. That positive vibe has to be there all the time for me myself. My guest is Matt Wilson. The new album with Arts and Crafts is called An Attitude for Gratitude, and it's uh, on Palmetto, as they often are. Uh, it's been uh, a pleasure to talk to you, and I thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to do it. Oh, Jason, thank you, and thank thank you for, uh, again, uh, uh, how many of these have you done? This is like 335 or something. It's so like that. great yes. to have people documented. I, I've been really blessed to have uh, the support of, of, of not only my colleagues musically, but um, – this is my 10th record as a leader for Palmetto. That's great since 1996 to have these bands together for this long, to have my family be part of this. Uh, uh, and uh, it's really, I'm blessed. So an attitude for gratitude, it's a real deal. <laughs> I have definitely <laughs> feeling an attitude for gratitude. So thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners and fans for supporting our music. I appreciate it. Thank you.
That is Matt Wilson from the new CD, An Attitude for Gratitude. My thanks to Matt and also to Jazz DIY. I'm excited about the new partnership, and I urge you to go over to jazzdiy.com and watch the video interview with Matt Wilson. This is The Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is sponsored, that's the word I'm looking for, by Matt Rock, Murat Verdi, and Nicholas Payton. This is a member-supported show, so if you like what you hear, please do become a member. You can do it for as little as 10 bucks a month or $110 a year, and there are other levels as well. And you can sign up for the mailing list at thejazzsession.com. Just click on the mailing list link and put your email address into the box, and you'll get an email each Thursday, sometimes Friday, but almost always it's on Thursday, telling you who's on the show that week and giving you links to the shows and usually some other links of interest. Until then, though, please get out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Bye. Bye. Bye.